What's going on, guys? Uh, this is another episode of the Ohms Lounge with your host, the Ohms, and myself, the Lone Salesman. And today, we're going to be talking about 2022 movies and shows that we've seen. Uh, we might mention some other shows that are notable that we may have not completely finished or watched. But this is just kind of our retrospective on what's happened over the year and some next movies we're going to be anticipating. What's going on, Josh? How you doing? Not too bad. Uh, we've been wanting to do something that was based around movies for a while and TV shows. And to my knowledge, I can't remember of anything um, that we've talked about, at least, you know, with confidence. I'm sure we've talked about things sparingly, but... Yeah, it's difficult yeah. because there's just so much media nowadays. This is the age of streaming, as as uh, many have uh, noticed. Uh, but we're in a unique time where, um, as the world is kind of normalizing in, in different parts, we're seeing a, a more of a movie theater going experience returning to life. Uh, but we're also seeing like streaming dominating the media realm as well. So. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that with each uh, show or movie we mention. I think it's a very important thing to bring up. And uh, what's your take on the whole thing? About streaming or just about movies that have come out and TV shows that have come out this year? Well, let, let's start with the streaming thing first. A lot of uh, producers and stuff are starting to realize that they can't holistically rely on hollywood to provide them the funding and uh we'll go more into it in depth with like movies like moonfall for example and oh how how roland he he talks about it and i i put some notes in there about like how having original stuff isn't so sought after anymore because you have like these just titans that rule the industry and everybody loves their marvel films and those are coming out i didn't realize that they have like four for a year you know i believe that's just marvel and you also have dc kind of following suit with that and then that's not even including like disney plus and you know peacock and all these other streaming services amazon yeah do you have like very successful comic book related content I think in general, uh, when you're making something and it's recognizable, that will already be safer than creating something that is original. And that's why we see so many reboots, so many reimagining. I mean, the big ones like, you know, Jurassic World, it's like a, uh, a remake because it's still connected to the original. You're seeing original characters show up. I didn't mind the first one. You know, the other two got a little ridiculous. But, you know, they'll keep making movies until it becomes less profitable. And in general, when they're putting money into these movies, they it's an investment. There's an interesting thing about Moonfall um, that we can get into later that maybe you didn't know. But um, first, let's start with uh, some shows. Let's start with some TV shows, actually, because uh, I think TV shows are, are, are in a they're in a different caliber than years before. I, I think before HBO uh, primarily and um, you know some of the major networks had these big shows like in the 90s and uh, 2000s that were like huge drama, critically acclaimed. 
but now we're seeing those come to streaming as well, like exclusively on streaming. One of the biggest returns was the IP of uh, Game of Thrones, House of Dragons, which I was already a fan of. It had a kind of a falling out with a lot of fans over the last couple seasons of the original show. This show is a prequel that focuses on the uh, Targaryen dynasty before uh, Daenerys, which uh, comes later into the story. You asked me a good question. Is if, if you've never watched Game of Thrones, can you watch this show? And my answer is yes. It's a prequel, so not too many spoilers to be given. I mean, maybe general social media might tell you where the story is going, but the story is very, like, this is like, I guess, like, generations before the uh, events of Game of Thrones. So it's a good place to start, even if you're mildly interested. Yeah, I would agree with that, because whenever I was first introduced to Game of Thrones, or even when it was, like, first put on TV, like, I didn't have HBO. I didn't have cable. I didn't have money for that. So now that we have things like streaming services and people wanting to watch it, like, in groups and stuff. That's how I kind of got into it. And I personally, if somebody recommends to me Game of Thrones, and I'm like, aren't you like on season whatever? It's like season <laughs> eight or 10 or whatever. I was like, how much time do you think I actually have to dedicate to watching a TV show so that we can talk about it? But But here's the other thing about it too, is like with the way that it had ended, Game of Thrones. I did watch that because I didn't really care. I wasn't that invested in it, and I wasn't like seek clarification on stuff. Because like whenever I had watched like the series finale or whatever, uh, I was on the I was on the Reagan, and the captain he had gotten it, uh, gotten the episode because everybody really likes that show, and sure. I got to watch it with everybody, and it was like streamed throughout the entire ship, and people were. I, I heard people from other compartment rooms and stuff. They were just like, what? What is this? You know, like they were just like really, really upset. And I was just there just kind of like, oh, <laughs> why, well, why are you so upset? It, isn't, isn't this what you want? I mean, honest, <laughs> the, the ending itself was uh, given from the creator to the producers. I think the problem was the execution wasn't done very well. Uh, just for example, I mean... The the looming the whole the whole plot of the show uh, originally revolved around these White Walkers, you know these these uh these beings that were coming from like the north and they were going to break uh, a long tail like the darkness coming, you know it's the dark force coming, uh, but the resolution to that whole story was uh, very disappointing to some people uh, because of the lead up of events to it and he, the conclusions to a lot of characters is just not great and it's just it's it's not satisfying originally uh george r. r martin wanted to do more seasons for the show but the producers wanted to uh cut it short because they had a deal with star wars um disney to do their own star wars movie however after the fail uh failure of the show's uh finale uh they were on a, they, they got cut from that project so uh, that's just a little background there. But uh, in general about like House of Dragons, it, it just kind of really revived the show and put it back up to where 
Game of Thrones used to be. I think uh, the the performances from like characters like the King Viserys, Patty Constantine, just stealing the hearts of most of the audience. You know, he just had a wonderful surprise support, uh, performance that even uh, George R. R. Martin quoted saying his portrayal was better than the book than he could ever imagine. And you have um, other characters, like you see the progression of them growing up and changing. And uh, it's it's very interesting. And uh, it came out, again, during an uh, interesting time where you have your other show, uh, Rings of Power, Amazon's attempt to do a major blockbuster streaming show. Personally, I felt it was very underwhelming. My only experience with watching that show was watching it with my friend. And he was like, oh, I'm on uh, episode three or four right now. Like, and I was like, dude, I don't care. I'm, I am not like I am not invested in the whole Lord of the Rings franchise like that. But he just he just likes to watch TV shows like if they're good then they're good. But right. I watched episode three or four or whatever. And I was just like, what is this? Like, th- this is so all over the place. And the bad guys like kind of cringy and the good guys are just over there talking about like oh well you came from the stars or you came from uh wherever the fuck you came from oh the hobbit yeah and, that, oh my yeah. god yeah the whole it's it's and that's another problem with shows like this even like game of thrones right you mentioned earlier you know someone's talking about this show and they recommend it to you you're like hey like i'm not going to be able to catch up it's very rare nowadays to find shows that are episodic in nature that don't have a uh, progression of uh, events that... Like even X-Files, like one of my favorite shows. You can watch that show in any order because most of the episodes don't connect. There is a larger story to it, but you can watch any episode out of order and still get the same thing for the most part. And then you have the limited series, like... You have shows that are just five or ten episodes. Netflix has a lot of those. Some people get disappointed, but you have a show like Cyberpunk, which is like a limited show, had like uh, ten episodes, was great, and then you just leave it there. That show, you you know, you do have to watch in order, but it's like it's easier to recommend a show like that than something like Games of Thrones or or even Rings of Power because. Like, you watch the pilot, and if you're not invested there, then there's no hope for the show. I I tried. I got to, like, maybe episode four or five, and I understand, like, episode six is a big battle, whatever. I just don't care. I couldn't connect with any of the characters. I didn't really care about the plot. I, I get it. They were hinting towards Sauron, whatever. But, like, if you don't care, then you don't care. And, um... yeah. I don't know. You can just see that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm glad that you brought up Cyberpunk because with Cyberpunk, like it, it did not have a successful launch. Like, sure, it had a lot of people that were super hyped for it. They made a lot of hype behind it, and then it just like flopped because of a bunch of the bugs and people's uh, consoles just not being able to play it. They well, I was talking more so about the uh, the Edge Runner show. That's what I was. I know. I get that. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Because because of all these things, these things are anecdotal to the show, uh, to the show. Because 
the show had revitalized it in such a way that you ended up seeing like this huge spike in player base for cyberpunk and it ended up uh, producing more money. And then like it gave the people that were working on cyberpunk a bunch of validation. And even like, I I forgot who it was, but I think it was like the CEO or maybe one of the guys that had uh, a, a huge part in that. Like he had put out, he was just like, it's, I'm glad to be back. You know, like, Oh yeah. There's there's a huge thing about like having a good TV show or anything that's related to a franchise that can make or break a franchise. And they're just uh using a TV show to kind of maybe even test the waters or they went all in on it and it just went I mean it sounds to me like they did go all in on it because of the cost. It's like 465 million for the first season. Like that's insane to me. Oh, for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yep. and I got the link right there. Yeah, like, I'll, because, I'll put it here on screen oh, for video watchers. It, uh, but yeah, it it just seems gross. like an increase, uh, a huge waste of money. I I, I don't know. It, it does look good. I will say the show does look good. Do you take a show like The Mandalorian? It mentions right here, fifteen million per episode. Whereas you have Lord of the Rings budget at five hundred million for multiple seasons, not to mention the two hundred fifty million cost for the rights of the of the book of the which they didn't even get the rights the correct thing the story behind that as well. But I don't know; it just overall seemed like a huge inflated project. And then you have like the lowering audience viewership with each episode. And it just kind of deflated. Like, I don't care. Okay. And, like, for a compare and contrast of, like, what went wrong, like, what went right in regard to something that is like this, right? Like, there's a huge fan base behind it. Um, There's money to be thrown at it. There's uh, investors are, are hungry for more money. But how do you get more money is by viewership and retaining those fans and not pissing them off. So what I had put after this was the Sandman. And I would like to talk about that. Yeah, let's get into it. Oh, oh uh, man, there's a lot. Full full disclosure. So um, I was recommended to Sandman by... All right, first off, you... I never knew about Sandman before until you talked about it. And you're like, this is my favorite comic book. And I'm like, okay, what's it about? And it's like, okay, it's about a guy who can control dreams and do all this other stuff. Right? But um, I, that was just like my general understanding, like he can control dreams or something. But then you showed me some of the art and the comic panels. I was like, wow, this is like crazy. And this is like Dark Horse Comics or DC or what? what is this? Vertigo. This Vertigo. was Vertigo. This is a part of DC. Yeah, I watched the first episode and it was it was very interesting. Like the way... I was very surprised, and it was very well done. I I didn't finish up the show, but maybe you can talk more about this one, since I know this is okay. your... Yeah, dude, this is this is my wheelhouse for sure. So, Neil Gaiman, the, the same guy that helped out with a bunch of these other movies that I'm not going to get into because I don't really care, but they're also very good movies. Um, specifically talking about Sandman, he is not... He's not unfamiliar with DC and some of the bullshit they tried to pull on him right after its very successful launch as a comic. Like, it 
immediately got fucking written up for an award that only novels get written up for. Uh, the name escapes me, but I could look that up and I'll put that in post. But it's like um, it did too well. It did too well. And DC was pissed and they were trying to undercut him as a. Like as a writer, this is like the same stuff that had happened with the Watchmen and that writer, he ended up leaving because they weren't paying him his dues, even though it was very successful. So the talks of making Sandman into a TV show from the comics, it's already been talked about. I remember back in mid 2010s, there was talks about having Joseph Gordon-Levitt to be Sandman. He really wanted it to happen. But things just didn't work out, either on uh, the actor side or who's got the rights or Neil Gaiman's like vision of it. And like that is his bread and butter. He does not want what happened between him and DC to happen again. He doesn't want any type of like a law to come into it. He doesn't want to be put in court again for something that he made that uh, DC or whoever it is that wants to have rights to. Uh, have rights over is concerned but anyway so that like that that explains a lot of things so there was like huge acclaim to this uh to the show right and because of that you had a lot of the fans were worried they were rightfully worried because there there was no confidence that the show was going to be renewed for a second season and people were were right. like, worried because netflix they were like they haven't i i think it was probably like some clickbaity news article saying that Netflix uh, hasn't renewed Sandman season two and Neil Gaiman, he had tweeted out, he's pretty active on Twitter about like, you know, some his, his thoughts on the show being renewed. He, he, he's very reluctant to share that information, but sometimes I've noticed this with him is that he will drop some like hints or very obvious hints. Cause like he, he's very proud of this story, right? Like, this is a thing that really just made him take off. And what what it was like showing was that the the first 10 episode season was released in August and it quickly rose through the ranks of the streamer top 10. It was watched for 69.5 million hours in the first week and brought in a doubly impressive 127.5 million in its second week. So in the first month the Sandman recorded 300 million hours watched and uh it was decidedly reviewed as being a really good show from not only from critic side with an 87 and an 80 from the audience side on rotten tomatoes whether you use rotten tomatoes as a really good metric i think it's still worthy to say that it's a great show because you don't really see a whole lot of that and he didn't want to say that the show is going to be renewed for a second season because quote the data harvesting uh, data harvesting has only just finished it is complicated by a lot of people not binge watching uh it's spreading it out letting this uh, episode sink in before watching the next and he shared on september this year he shared on september this year that telling netflix to hurry up won't make decisions happen faster so he had his hands tied he got the okay, he got the fund, he made the show that he wanted it to be, and for him to be like, all right, what's well, obviously successful, give me the money so I can make season two. That he, he already knew, 
And that's just like the the difference between him and the audience. Because for me, as the audience, I love this show. It was very, very true to like the comic source, with the exception of like a few episodes. And like uh like the diner, for example, for those that are familiar with the show. Like that is completely different from like the way that the comic is drawn out. Like Oh yeah? It how how yeah. different. How different? Um, well, uh, it's very woke, but it's, like, hilariously woke. Like, I, I feel like they, they knew what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> they were like, oh. Dude, it was just, it, like, I, I saw it for what it was, and me being a fan of the comic, I saw, like, what the, the diner scene was supposed to be. And then for them to do all this woke shit, it was just, and mind you, the previous episodes leading up to it, they were not woke at all. And then it's just like, oh, shit, where's the woke shit? And I think that the the writers and directors and the people that were overseeing it, they were like, all right, yeah, we we got to throw it in there. Well, you know, it's, it's part of the recipe now. I And so they do it in a very tongue-in-cheek way. <laughs> That's how I felt about it. I see, I see. Well, you know, we have to keep in mind to, you know, they gotta appeal to everyone, and uh, you know maybe that's just their take on it. I don't know. Um, in a very, in a very, uh, yeah, it, it seems, it seems like it's making fun of it, and but at the same time, just like no, dude, we're serious, and that's how I felt about it, and that like that that just made me chuckle to myself. But I will say this about the series, and then I'm done. Like sure. after I was done watching the third episode. Like I was just there drinking and I was like, like overwhelmed with emotion of like how true to the story it was. And I was just like, this, That's good. Is, this is, this is beautiful. Like this That's is awesome. exactly what I've been wanting, wanting to happen. And like, I talked to my mom about it because my wow. mom, she's the one who got me into comics and this was like her favorite comic. Oh, and really? I was just, yeah, dude, she, she's a huge comic book uh, nerd, but she loves the Sandman. And so I was like talking to her and I, mind you, I don't really talk to my mom a whole lot about a bunch of stuff. And so like, I was like, Oh, did you see that the Sandman's coming out and stuff like that? And she was just like, Oh yeah, I'm a little hesitant, whatever. But she was like, this is really good. So we got the mom stamp of approval. Hell yeah. If you know that it's got that, then yeah, it's gotta be good. You know, (laughs) dude, this is two generations, man. Like this is, this is so worth it. It's so yeah, good. I, I remember, can't stress that enough. Yeah, I saw the the, the trailer on Twitter the, when they were announcing the second uh, season. You know, I was I was happy and excited because I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Um, it was really well done. Um, maybe I'll go back and finish it. I, I've just been stuck between so many other shows, and I was busy at the time. But now uh, this week, I' a bit more free, so I I think I'll try to finish it for sure. I mean. Um. It's, this is definitely one of those shows that you cannot feel guilty about not finishing it because I will tell you this is like I've read the Sandman series with the exception of the last episode, uh, the last comic, because it was just it it leads to something that you know is going to happen, but you don't want to read it because you know it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, it. But yeah, mm. but what what I do have to say about that is. Mind you, that was written so long ago. Like, the comic itself ended somewhere in, like, the mid or late 90s or something. And then Overture uh, had came out, which 
is still Sandman related, but it it ends in such a in such a way that makes sense, and it it's just like it's great. I I love the series so much. Yeah, I I will briefly mention the the Marvel TV shows that have come out, uh, Miss Marvel, and then She Hulk. Uh, there, I liked the creativeness that it tried to show at first, but you could tell that shows like that are are being rushed uh, to fit the Marvel timeline. Uh, and I I can appreciate what they say in this article where he's saying you know. Yeah, don't yell at Netflix to rush out the next season. Take take it in. Like take a take a chance to take it in. Like I love how when I I love it when streaming show uh, services give episodes uh, every week. I I don't I I like it that way because it gives me time to absorb what happened in the episode and appreciate it and, and anticipate the next episode. Because when they just like release the whole season and you binge watch it sometimes you just don't uh grasp it fully like i don't know you yeah. lose some, you lose something uh, i would agree with you and a good example uh, a very good example to that before like streaming services had that as an option you know what they had they had straight to dvd oh and yeah oh man yeah like how many good straight to dvd sequels or tv shows or anything like that. Have you seen that has gotten good reviews or like, oh man, this is like groundbreaking. Not yeah. a whole lot. It's yeah, it's it's just like we'll make a we'll make enough money off of this and then you know, you know, maybe Beethoven, I don't know. Maybe Beethoven 2 is really good. I'm talking about the dog? Yeah. Or Airbud. I haven't seen I haven't seen the very first Beethoven. I'm only familiar with Airbud out of my dog movies. Uh, or I don't know. Those are just the or, movies or I my, think my dog, of. Or that, Me and I, Marley. <laughs> Could you imagine if Me and Marley had a sequel? Oh my god. It's... Owen Wilson just kills himself at the end. He's just so fucking overwhelmed with the death <laughs> of his first dog. <laughs> they get a new dog and it dies again. <laughs> But this time it's a puppy uh, when it dies. <laughs> Did you know that Airbud actually has like a superhero, uh, like, like a superhero dog movie? Did you know that? Oh my god! I mean, I know they made a crypto movie not too long ago. Get the fuck out of here! Crypto, the super dog, Superman's dog. Oh, okay. No, but I'm talking about dude. No, these are Airbud's dogs, like Airbud, who averages better fucking like, like points per game than Steph Curry. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Fucking, oh it's God. fucking stupid. God, man. Well, <laughs> moving on to shows that <laughs> I was not anticipating, but actually really enjoyed. Um, Andor. It's a show about a character that nobody remembers from Rogue One. I was not expecting much out of this show, but actually. After watching some more content with uh, Diego Luna, I actually really like him as an actor. I watched Narcos Mexico, really liked him in that. And when I and so I was like, all right, you know what? I like Diego Luna as an actor, so let's check out Andor. And man, it turned out to be really fucking good. And it's not over yet. There's two more episodes. I think two or three more episodes left. It's on episode ten. 
every three episodes has been a major arc in Andor's story with B and C plots going on in the background of other side characters. It's kind of like the start of the rebellion, how it's, it's like straight after, like, I guess if you wanted to put it in the timeline, it's somewhere probably years before new hope, obviously, and before rogue one. So somewhere along there, you know, and where the empire is like, it's already got its like control of the galaxy and uh, jurisdiction, but people are getting like fed up. So I could see why the show might have had issues at first with the season two, but I think that after such, you know, it's it's gone kind of not viral, but you know, more people are picking up on it. I know you did the Google Trends here on uh, some of the shows, so. You could see we picked up a few things, uh, Andor, House of Dragons, Ring of Power, Sandman. Uh, Andor is actually getting up there pretty, especially this month, because it's it was released not too long ago. Uh, House of the Dragon spiked, and now it's kind of going down because the show is over. Ring of Power is kind of surprisingly up there with, with Sandman. And, and you look at Sandman, probably has less than half the budget of Rings of Power, and they're kind of trending almost the same. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, uh, like, people are like, oh, yeah, Andor is pretty good, whatever. Um, Well, that article that says none of Andor Season 1 directors are returning for Season 2, Yeah, like, that's clickbaity in itself, because then later on you end up realizing that Episodes 5 through 9 of a series each have a perfect Rotten Tomatoes score of 100%. Oh man, though those yeah. episodes are probably my favorite. Because, I uh, haven't. I don't think I got into those, but because it's been a while since I've watched it, I didn't realize like the show was still going on. I thought it was done. Um, it it just gets really fucking good, man. Like, cause uh, Andy Circus like, shows up as as a main kind of a main side character. He's got a good performance, and just like basically without spoiling too much, the last five. Episode five through nine is kind of like a a prison break. Like his he's imprisoned and um he's trying to find a way to get out. And then episode- Oh, I think I have seen those then. But yeah, those are really good. Yeah, I, I mean before that too, the uh well there's three main arcs. So there's the first arc where he's on the planet and he's, you know, meeting up with Stalin Starsguard or whatever and um he's asking him to join his mission. Empire's on his ass because uh, dude ass snitched on him. And the second part, they have a major firefight with the Corpos. Uh, Corpos get fucked up. And then the second act is the, um, you know, they're attacking the uh, Imperial base. And then the third one is he's uh, in prison. Now, I don't know he um, what the next step is going to be. But uh, I'm well, excited. I mean, it it's a lot, man. Uh, like they had so many directors. I wish I had the the link to it, but I'm, I have the, the article pulled up. And regarding first season directors, it had it's been directed by Toby Haynes, Susie White, Benjamin Caron for the first three episodes, and then four through six was by Karen. Or Corone, 
Yeah, I mean, there was a few episodes that did kind of drag. Like, I, I think it did lose some interest, even for me, a little bit. I was like, eh, don't care about these new characters they're introducing. But then, it, you know, the action starts, it gets good. It's um, it, it's just really surprising. I don't know. Like, uh, compared to the other Star Wars shows, um, Man- like Mandalorian, I th- I'd say it's up there. Um, I, Boba Fett was okay. I felt it was... I like pr- Boba Fett. It was alright. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was fun. It, it was just like... I don't know. I didn't like how they did some things, but it, it's fine. It is what it is. I Dude, get- can we talk about the... Uh- the consistency that they have as far as um like prop design and shots and oh man like, yeah the buildings dude that that has to like just say a lot about the franchise yeah i mean they they definitely have that star wars look that they're trying to preserve that was like from the 80s it's in the 70s that old school futuristic look that's just a part of that time it's very unique. It's timeless now. Yeah. It's it's here to stay. I think it looks great to be honest. But yeah, dude, it's a good like look. it is. But ending on Andor, like it did recently get the approval for season 2. And so with that, they're they they had already let um, readers know that this that season two is going to be the end of it. It's, it's going to be the final. That makes and sense. I yeah, it's not a show I can see going for a long time. I mean, even this show, like honestly, the twelve episodes. I'm surprised because like when Kenobi came out, it was only six episodes. This almost feels like it's two seasons itself, or it could be like I don't know, like. Maybe they just decided to put it as much as they could since it's only two seasons instead of dragging it out. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll meet more characters that were from Rogue One, like the, the robot, KSSO, and some of the other team members. So that'll be cool. Yeah, I mean, so they're going to. They're already looking into starting up uh, production, I believe. Let me double check really, uh, really quick here. I think they said they're going to start shooting when enters production the Monday before Thanksgiving. So next week they're going to go fly out to London and do the first shoot for the next season later this month Wow! uh, before quickly turning around and heading back home for the holiday. So season two was starting for November production start. Yeah. So I think it's going to be another year, I would guess before we start getting like a good, well, I wouldn't even say a year out, but I would say more 90 days from November for us to get more information about Andor and when it's going to be released. Because I'm only going off of what I saw from Moonfall's interview that Roland wanted to uh, shoot the entire the entirety of the movie in 70 days. And that's him with a very limited budget. That's him being like basically crowdsourced so they could drown it out or i mean drag it out but they have 15 million that's already been established they know that's what works and they have a schedule to abide by and they have a like a shit ton of other movies that are in tv series that are coming out that are related to star wars like a lot damn 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a huge IP, and they're getting as much as they can out of it. I mean, uh, after the success of, like, Force Awakens, they've just been kind of um, keeping it going. Despite how the movies performed, I think um, I think the, the TV shows have been doing exceptionally well. Yeah, I would say so. Um, where was it? This one right here. Speaking of so, like, like because of yeah. Oh yeah, go on. No, I mean it's yeah. I mean these shows take time to make, and uh, going back to House of Dragons, uh, a lot of people were upset to find that uh, next season is going to be coming out in twenty twenty four two years i guess so kind of a long wait but it is but if you want something done right you can't rush it right right yeah but going back to uh star wars um they were like talking about like all these things that are kind of done like years before the fall of um, endor so like uh return of the jedi stuff like that time period what i saw that was very interesting was that they want to go back a hundred years before the entire Skywalker saga, yeah, showing them um, a different part of that Ac- galaxy. Yes, the the show is called Acolyte. Acolyte. Yep, it's supposed to be not the old republic. It's kind of the old republic, but not really. A lot of people want to see an old republic story. Yeah, going back and just because I mean, get away from the Skywalker stuff. You know, give us something new. That I think that's good, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree because like they got uh, one of the Watchmen writers to work on this stuff. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, Damon Lindoff or Lindelof, and I love the Watchmen series. Like I like the TV show. I like the movies that they put out. I like the books. Like there's there's nothing that I don't like. Yeah, it's so a good for series. that to be part of it, I'm like, all Especially right. Especially if you like cool. blue dicks. Yep, that's true. Yeah, love them. Nice and flaccid. <laughs> no, On the I'm moon. Kidding. Zero gravity. Floating around. Nobody's business. Put on some pants, please. Like, nope. I'm a god. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but I, I, yeah. I, I'm happy to hear that. I, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, more to come, you know. Uh, so far, the shows have been doing well. Let, it, let them at it. I think we could shift gears here. I mean, we haven't seen every single TV show released in 2022, but those are just the shows that we've seen and kind of like wanted to talk about. Overall, I'd say is I like the combination of uh, streaming and TV show things. One for TV, sh- uh, the streaming is convenient because you can watch it anywhere. You don't have to wait to a certain time. You don't have to record it could watch it whenever you want and uh the production value is much higher because it's more privately sourced i guess so like i feel like directors have a more of a freedom they don't have to deal with the tv network it was like, oh yeah we can't have this we can't you know like there's less people involved it's just the creative teams besides of course disney or whatever whoever they're working for netflix the second thing i like uh go, like i said it before I like the episodic nature of things. I like waiting uh, each week to see an episode. One bad thing that can happen is you leave yourself susceptible to hackers uh, torrenting. It's I feel like picking up again uh, because people don't want to pay for 
four or five different streaming services at once only to watch one show, one or two shows from each. So it's, uh, I think I'm seeing a rise of different streaming apps or, you know, torrenting sites that are being used. One thing that happened with Game of Thrones was the finale episode got leaked one day ahead and it was on all the torrenting sites for that day before it was officially released on TV and uh, HBO streaming. So I it's, got a, I got a I got a bit about that. Yeah. So do you do you think like you remember like when your favorite series like let's just use the Sopranos as like a as an example. Sure. Like the sure. entire show is completely fucking done, and you can go and buy the entirety of the Sopranos, and you can just binge watch it for like a month. Like, do you think we're going to go back to those days at all? I mean, because DVDs, people are like, well, like whenever I talk to my friends, I'm like, yeah, I want to go buy a DVD of, uh, what was it? Uh, Freakazoid. They're like, why are you buying DVDs? I was like, have you tried torrenting Freakazoid? You can't fucking find it. And then they're like, oh, damn, really? And I was like, yeah, really, man. Yeah. Like, if I want something, I want it and I want to watch it right then and there. Like, why should something that's been gracefully made be tucked away behind internet accessibility yeah i mean you're right because there's a lot of um there's actually a lot of things behind that because many of these streaming services don't always have every single piece of media that that show or uh thing produced uh i know there was some backlash with hbo or um can't exactly remember but there were some cartoon shows that were like cut that were uh, now no one knows where to watch it at. Um, I used to own DVDs for Godzilla movies, X-Files, and I would love the DVDs because I would pop, pop it in, watch it, and then snooze to it. I could put it in whenever I wanted. This is before streaming. Um, I did like it like that, yeah. I mean... There's something nice about using a DVD. I mean, we use it in my, my wife's car when we're on road trips. We have a little DVD player for my daughter. She can watch stuff. Um, I don't want to stream while I'm driving because it's that'd be expensive internet costs. You know, like, I don't know. True. You could download the movies on your tablet or whatever, but um, having everything there at once, yeah, it's maybe it's a time... Maybe it's yeah, like bring our, back. our generation. Yeah, bring back DV. They still do have Blu-rays. and Because uh, here's one thing for many people is if you don't have the perfect internet, you won't always get the perfect streaming quality. So for some people, getting a Blu-ray or DVD, well, mostly Blu-ray, is uh, much better. Because especially you know who's been doing that a lot? A no lot, idea. A lot of B movies. Um, a lot of these distributors, they get a bunch of these old B movies that no one used to give a shit about. That used to be on only VHS. They'll buy the rights to distribute it and put it on Blu-ray. They'll huh. they'll even clean it up and make the quality better and everything too. Because uh, if it's shot on film, you know you can raise it up to. You can raise up the quality as high as you want because film can go pretty high in resolution depending on how it's shot. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said about physical media because it's something that cannot be lost. I mean, it can be lost and destroyed. 
you do have limited prints and um, distribution, if something's not available on streaming, like like you mentioned, Freakazoid, then you know what do you do? You got to go and look for uh, look for it online and buy it. And I bought because it for hundred bucks. What network used to st- was it Disney Channel or for Freakazoid? Yeah, that was all on I believe Cartoon Network because or, that was done or by not, uh, or not Steven Cartoon Spielberg. Network. It was a uh, Fox. It was the Fox um, cartoon. Was it FX? I believe. I don't know. I don't think I've it... only ever seen it. I think on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Well, you would think. Yeah, I don't know. It, it gets complicated. Yeah, because on... it had Warner Brothers. It had Warner Brother like characters uh, okay. yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time in it. Well, because I know. Yeah, Animaniacs too was you know same creator, same Warner Bros. I don't know. There's something going on with Cartoon Network now. I think it's going through some changes itself as well. Yeah, I would like to go back to that. Realistically, will I see it happen? Maybe. Maybe um, we'll see more Blu-ray releases, hopefully. That's something we could hope for. That would be something, or maybe just like an entirely brand new uh, digital media that we can have physically. Like, you know, like those super tiny like CDs that you would get for yeah. like the computer okay, for put it on a- like, installing drivers yeah put it on a micro like, sd card put it on a that, yeah it's kind of like nintendo's approach to things nowadays but even then they're just like what's the fucking point i feel like we're wasting media or uh, wasting material by making like this plastic case well to argue with that how much does it cost and how much does it to the environment to have a data center dedicated to holding all that and streaming media well that's for infrastructure yeah, that's for a different conversation entirely because I'm not knowledgeable on that. But what I will say is that all they're really concerned about is money. And I think the environment comes second. But that's just me being jaded. No, I mean, it's it's true in, to a sense. Let's, let's switch to movies real quick. I, I think we talked a lot about kind of the topics of, of streaming and stuff. And we'll quickly kind of glance over some of these movies Um like to start with list them uh, off list them off bro well hold on all right so just a few movies to worth mentioning that we've seen in 2022 doctor strange the elvis movie thor love and thunder moonfall the batman prey top gun maverick and uh next month we're going to see avatar 2 and also uh black panther just came out as well i i think i might go see that tomorrow yeah there's a lot of comic book movies on here and a lot of i didn't really get a chance to just see like new movies that are just originals or whatever this is these are just some of the movies i kind of wanted to see some of the movies you wanted to see let's quickly go over marvel stuff let's talk about marvel and batman DC. Well, to, to be honest here let, let me uh start off by saying like i guess we really are kind of proving the point that there's like a huge there's a saturation of marvel movies or just superhero movies and the movie that i did see before doctor strange came out was moonfall and i liked it i liked it a lot even even though i saw like there was a a shit ton of like bad reviews or whatever but i watched it with my friends and i thought it was a fun movie i thought it was a really really good movie it is uh, honestly a um roland emmerich 
is a very particular style of how he makes movies. He's made different types of movies as well. Uh, however, I just don't like it that much. Well, in comparison, this is the same guy that made Independence Day. I've never seen the movie, but I feel like a lot of other people have. Independence, have you ever seen it? yeah, I've, I've I've seen it, and you know they did the second they, they did the reboot a couple years ago. Uh, it did okay, I think. Um, but the the plot to this movie was just I don't know. It's so fucking stupid, to, in my opinion. I I just couldn't. I think I think it was just so outlandish that I just couldn't enjoy it. Like it was just like. A bad B movie that got somehow like a big budget with this disaster porn shit. Fuck it, we'll just talk about Moonfall for a bit because I want to just well, get this out of the. Way. I want to get this out of the way because I don't like. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I pre- you know, like it was fun to watch with you guys, but I would have never watched this by myself or dude, gone to the movie to go see it. I would have. I would have paid for this over like something like fucking. <laughs> Punk Pal and the Fist. Well, so all right, going back into this. Well, here's. So, well, let me let me with, go with this. Go on. No, no, no. Let me just go to your point about the Marvel thing because it's it's a good point. What a lot of people were thinking was that uh, you know during COVID, they thought movie theaters were going to be gone. Some people thought like, yeah, what's going to happen is all movies will come out on streaming, and then maybe like. Disney will have like theaters still open or something, you know, like only the big movies will be in theaters. Now it's going back to normal, but uh, it, it is like Marvel, DC comic book movies in general have kind of taken that blockbuster movie thing before it was just like all these different type of movies. Like you'd always have your big summer movie. I think even transformers that used to be the thing. Transformers was the big movie every summer or whatever. Uh, and then like Independence Day was a big summer blockbuster movie. Trying to release that movie again, do people have an appetite for it? My understanding is I don't think so. But you liked it, so hey. maybe I they're... loved it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Because, like, here's the thing about that movie. And I was, like, reading the uh, the interview, and I had no idea. But he was saying that he had, like, read this book from, like, the 1970s or 1980s. And it was, like, talking about, like, the whole idea of having the moon as, like, an artificial satellite or something like that. Something that's completely alien. And he was talking about how, like, all these scientists... Uh, or calling him a kook and stuff, and, like, nobody can do any type of, like, independent, like, research or something like that. And his whole thought was, like, oh, well, I mean, if scientists hold all the uh, all the truths and information, then who can we really trust? Just the scientists? That oh Doesn't that God. sound funny? Yeah, exactly, right? So, like, I thought it was funny from that perspective. And, like, it was kind of fitting because, like, we are coming toward the ass end of COVID, and... So when that movie came out, there's like a lot of kind of that stuff uh, incorporated into the movie with a bunch of stars I didn't realize were actually in the movie. And I don't know. I had a fun time with that movie. I loved it a lot. And I, I don't know. I hope to see more. And after like reading the article when we were doing the research for uh, the podcast, he does he does make that point. He was just like, where are these original movies now? 
because you have everything that's based off of, you know, shit from past time. Like, I'm looking at some of the stuff that are going to be releasing next year, right? You got John Wick 4. You got Mission Impossible whatever. You got Indiana Jones 5. You got fucking Transformers. Dude, there's more, but we'll to, talk to be more fair, about that To later. be fair, though, I think that um, the Mission Impossible movies in particular, um, some some sometimes they're very well done. Um, and, you know, you can complain about, oh, this movie, why are they still making it? Well, it's because it's still making money. I just want a, I just want a new franchise, man. I get like, it. I mean, they did that with John Wick. All. John Wick is fairly new. And it's doing well. And, I'm um, tired of John Wick now. Make a I mean, fucking video game or something. I, I mean, I will, are they doing that? Uh, something. I mean, I will admit, I watched John Wick 1. I liked it. Watch John Wick two, and I'm like, okay, this is the same thing. I'm done. Like, I don't need to see more of this. I, I'm sorry. I just, I liked it. It's just gun porn for the AR-15 owners. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Going back to Moonfall. Um, I'm already over it. Okay. I think I had to say my piece about Moonfall. All right. Let's go into the go, into the movies. Okay, we'll talk about more of the movie. But overall, Moonfall, you liked it. I didn't. It's it is what it is. <laughs> I want to talk about Elvis real quick because I think it's a huge standout movie. Um, okay. It's a biopic. Um, they're popular now. I mean, we've seen one with Queen. We've seen one with Elton John recently. Um, the Queen one was okay. Um, I enjoyed the... Elvis was fantastic. The The main actor was, was great. Uh, the one thing I didn't like was that Tom Hanks was in it. I felt like everyone else belonged and looked like they were part of, you know, like, okay, we're watching his life. But then you see Tom Hanks and it's just like, I don't want to see him. Like, I, I want to see someone else play him. I, I don't know. It's just kind of distracting. Uh, and I know he wanted to play the part. That's just what happens sometimes. It didn't ruin the movie. I just think it, it was a huge, uh, it was good. It was a good movie overall. Like it was good, cool to see Elvis. It was kind of cool to see a um, kind of a s- summary of his life. Not everything's a hundred percent accurate. They took some artistic liberties here and there, but I think you know my dad was over and we watched it, and it was just a cool movie to see with the fam and enjoy the music and and they do like kind of show like oh yeah like all this wasn't original like. There are some uh, you know, African-American influences on his music. These are the people who helped influence him. So it's not like it's saying, oh, it's just, look at Elvis. He's a badass. Like It's very humbling. And then it shows you uh, how he was held back by his manager, the, the colonel or whatever, and all of that uh, drama. So I don't know, man. You know what my favorite Elvis movie was? What? Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep. Ah, yeah, what Bruce Campbell, you know, <laughs> like whenever he he's like explaining that in the seventies he grew tired of being famous and switched his place with an Elvis impersonator. Oh my! And God. now he's in a mental ho- well, not a mental hospital. He's in a in a caretaker's home or something. And now he's uh, there with this guy that claims to be John F. Kennedy, but he's black. But he only skin dyed himself only after the assassination attempt. Oh my God. Yeah, dude, and now they're having to fight uh, a reanimated ancient Egyptian mummy that was stolen during a U.S. M- uh, museum tour. So, And this is all in East Texas. 
So I don't know. I don't I, know. I think if, that movie's really good, but it's not. But I mean, those are two complete. I mean, one's a comedy, and this one's kind of a biography. But I mean, you look at the Weird Al movie that's coming out, and that one's like a mix of the two. It's a complete farce. It's a biopic, but it's a comedy, which is fitting for Weird Al. You know, I think it has yeah. its place. I think it definitely has its place even now, more than ever. Come on, dude. We had the preliminary, uh, preliminaries this month. Why not bring up black skin tied, uh, tanned uh, JFK and Elvis? <laughs> you know, comedy movies, uh, that, that is one thing I do kind of miss. It's just one thing that's always kind of missing. Uh, they don't always make money, so but mm-hmm. it's it's nice to go to see a comedy movie. With your friends or in the theater, just to get a laugh. I mean, I don't know. It's it's, it's great. N- it's nice to have. Um, yeah, instead of having to like come out of the movie theater and like complain about like, oh no, that actually isn't correctly uh, related to the comics in any type of canon way. Oh, it's God. pretty stupid. You know, I could yeah. care less about like so like Marvel. We'll talk about Doctor Strange real quick because that was uh, earlier in the of year. Um. I think overall, it was I, I liked it. Um, there was a lot of cool stuff. I I I liked the first Doctor Strange, the effects, and I he's a cool like he's a cool superhero in general. I think he's you know it's cool to just see him do his thing, his the magic, and all right, we're seeing him have his own movie again and seeing different worlds. And they hint and and after actually the Marvel. Did you watch the Marvel What If? I did. So after I saw that, I was really hoping to see, like, especially from that one episode about Doctor Strange, seeing some of that in this movie. And you kind of get it. Um, and then you kind of don't. You see a different version of Doctor Strange later on, who he fights in a very unique way. And I overall had fun with it. Some people didn't like it. I like the fact that it was directed by Sam Raimi. There are some cool effects, especially when he was um, reanimating himself. <laughs> Can we like give a shout out to Sam Raimi for picking up some other director's dog shit and then making it into what it actually is? Well, like the old director, he decided to like call it quits or whatever. I I don't know what the reason was. Creative differences. Like, if I were, there uh, you go. Something as generic it, as that. It, it's it's just because probably what. You know, I, I mean, I don't have the full background, but often what happens is Marvel has a very particular way they want to do something. And, and they hire Sam Raimi. He'll do it. I mean, he did Spider-Man. He did Spider-Man. Of course. He Everyone loves Spider-Man. one cut scene from the original Spider-Man, you know, like when it looks like you're going into like the brain and it has like the nucleus. Oh and- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? He, yeah. Did he actually reuse it? Yes, he did. Yes, oh he did. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I, I, I fucking saw it because I was watching, uh, what was it, Red Letter Media Club? Or oh, something. yeah, Red Letter Media. Yeah, they was like, yeah, it's the same clip. <laughs> it is. And I, and, I, and I watched it just like a couple of months, like either a month before or something, and I saw it. So I was like, that's it right there. I know it. That's funny. It is. I, I mean, hilarious. why not, man? I mean, I, I would have liked to see the show or the, the – actually, I mean, fuck it. If you haven't seen it by now, that's on you, but – I think Wanda, the character, uh, stole the show. It, it should have been called Wanda, 
it's not even like a Doctor Strange movie. Wanda, um, she stole the show. She stole the fucking show. And especially when she assassinates the Illuminati, fucking kills Mm -hmm. everyone. I was like, this is awesome. Like this is awesome. Like this oh, is, dude. This is I like, was not expecting that. I was I loved it. Like it was just like, man, this is like probably as violent as as it'll ever get for a Marvel movie. Fucking snap, you know, the way she kills Xavier, um Peggy Carter, uh what's his face? The um Mr. Fantastic. Everyone, she just fucks them up. It's just fun the to guy see from Jim. The office. Yeah, Jim. Jim gets turned into like <laughs> Spaghetti paper. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's funny. Like, I don't know. It was just funny. It, Finish your food. It's weird how he... Balls. Oh, my. <laughs> what math are you talking about? <laughs> and then he just, like, implodes. Yeah, like... It was just so cool to see. Like, I was like, damn, this is nice to see Marvel take some risks. Because most of the time, it's just like the, the usual formula. This one felt mm-hmm. a little different. Um, and The audience is getting older. Yeah. I mean, someone's... Not every movie has to be PG. But Thor, Love, and Dunder kind of took a more fun approach, I guess. A more comedic approach. I Did you see it? Never seen it. Never seen it. Wanted to. Because I wanted to go and see it with uh, Midori, but we never got around to it. The, we did see Doctor Strange together, though. And she was just more or less impressed with, like, the audience. Because she says that uh, Japanese Japanese audience, they never see anything. Oh, no, we very quiet. American audience in there. Oh, yeah. And they were like, oh, my God. You know, just, like, stuff like yeah. that. Oh, man. Yeah. When we went to go see Spider-Man, that was, like, probably one of the best theater-going experiences I ever had. When yeah, we, it's fun, right? When we saw Spider-Man... Yeah, far from home. That was, it, it was, uh, it was fun to see everyone, especially the kid crying when Tobey Maguire got stabbed <laughs> by Green Goblin. Yeah, uh, I remember. Yeah, I remember going back to Thor. Going, going back, back to Thor. Go, yeah, going back to Thor. Um, a lot of people kind of got fed up with this movie because uh, the jokes were kind of nonstop, got tiresome. Um, the director kind of made some offhand comments to about the VFX artists, and people were pissed about. Dude, fuck that guy. Well, he doesn't have their fucking job. He doesn't have the technical skill to do their job either. So how can he fucking criticize them? Yeah, and then another controversies were coming up as the people were saying that the VFX teams were being overworked. Uh, they out- obviously they Marvel, you know, they outsource to these different companies or whatever and um some people made some memes about it uh when the kid um shows up in like this dream thing he looks really it looks really awkward other people make fun of dr strange when he has the eye grow on his forehead but the movie i mean fuck man you guys are nit- you guys people nitpick that shit but then when you go to like the world of gods and then you see christian bale christian bale by the way he just kind of like hammed it up. Like he had fun with it and he was like, I don't know. It it was, that was the biggest thing though, was Christian Bale's whole backstory was very dark and kind of fucked up. But then the half the movie was jokes, screaming goats and like silly stuff. Oh, so they didn't really do him justice because like, that is something that is totally Christian Bale. Like after watching American cycle recently, 
Uh, I'm just like, yeah, well, he, he, he does that shit really well. Well, he's like, his character is, is played straight for the most part, but everything else is uh, very silly. Jokes. Yeah. yeah fuck that. So, that like, doesn't it, make any goddamn sense. Because, like, all right, so, like, he kidnaps the children. He kidnaps, like, all the children left in, As- in New Asgard and, like, fucking uses these creepy shadow creatures to take them. And then, like, Thor is, like, joking with them while they're in this cage somewhere in outer space. Like, hey, guys, uh, can you tell me where you are? You know, uh, where is this, like, space or something? Like, I don't know. Like, don't worry, guys. You guys will be safe. And then, and then like, Christian Bale shows up. He's like, yeah. You know. It was just so, like, I wanted to care about these kids. But then, like, it just didn't seem serious at all. Like, oh, they'll be fine, I guess. Oh, kind of like how we end up having all these Mexican kids get picked up by the border. Yeah. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, these kids. What are we ever going to do? Yeah, oh, they'll be fine. We'll put them in cages. It's fine. <laughs> it's fucked up. They got the, yeah. they got the tinfoil uh, blankets. They got the space blankets. They'll be fine. Yeah, dude. Fuck, man. <laughs> but yeah, overall, it was okay. I mean, they, again, they're setting up some more stuff. It's. I just wish it was edited a little bit better, or at least... Like, in what way? Like as far as the storytelling, I was? I like Chris Hemsworth, and I like he really likes being Thor, and um, the stuff with Natalie Portman too wasn't bad either because uh, she played, oh yeah I, forgot, I completely forgot yeah it's female Thor movie yeah and um, her her whole backstory is you know she has cancer, and then when she touches the hammer she gets healed, but, uh, later on um, they have to make a decision. It, it's an interesting way. It, it was a really, I will say that it was a really weird way they ended the movie. Uh, that is leading to something I don't know what they're gonna do. Because uh, I guess even Chase um, DNZ, the the character they mention is is kind of like brand new because it's called Thor: Love and Thunder, and uh, Love is actually the name of a character at the very end. Um, what? Basically, uh, spoilers. Skip like. 15 seconds ahead the main bad guy christian bale his daughter died when he was um so he goes to uh space god and makes a wish and he wishes for his daughter back but he ends up dying it was like a trade-off or whatever because he realized that uh whatever because the sword he had was like corrupting him so instead of killing the god he just got his wish and then died uh so then thor adopts his daughter and now they're like fighting aliens in space or doing whatever and she's like a fucking god herself who can shoot like lasers from her eyes and even wields her own axe like it's just like i guess what they're trying to do is set up like kids avengers because or the young avengers some shit because you have the hawkeye show you have the young hawkeye you have all these other younger uh superheroes showing up so and then you have ant-man coming up uh i think that's next year but even his daughter paul red's daughter she's like getting her own fucking ant-man suit so it's like they're setting up something because obviously these actors can't live forever uh but contrary to all marvel bullshit and uh, i am a little excited for uh black panther it's sad what happened to Chadwick Boseman but um you know the show must go on I 
I think they'll do a good homage to him, but we'll we'll see, you know. Oh, you mean like that Sprite commercial where that guy ends up opening up his fridge and finds a portal to Wakanda? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's a that's a great homage. <laughs> I like that one actually. <laughs> oh man. I, I don't know. I'll go see it and I'll tell you. And then maybe I'll we'll we'll see. But contrary to that shit, uh the Batman, man. Do you talk about a good move, fucking movie? That movie was was fantastic. Um, just I was not expecting Robert Patterson to do as good as he did. I don't see him well as a good Bruce Wayne. I think he would have been better as Batman Beyond. To be honest, I wish they just did. I that. would agree with you. Like I, my, I was talking about that shit today, dude. Like imagine you get. Either Christian Bale or um, wait 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 who's the get get off my lawn kid uh, get off my lawn guy from Gran Torino? Oh, uh, Clint Eastwood. I want Clint Eastwood as old Batman and definitely... or Michael Keaton or Mike Michael Keaton. He played um, sure whatever. Get an old Batman and then have Robert Pattinson. Pattinson be Batman Beyond. That would be the perfect awesome movie. But no, they gotta go do. Yeah, you know, okay, we're doing the origin story. At least they skipped the origin story and they just kind of switched straight in. He's like, "I'm a fucking badass. Fuck, I'm gonna fuck you up." And then at the end, he's just like, "Ah, uh, I'll try to be a hero, whatever." I like how he didn't change his voice either. No, nah, yeah, that that's good. That's the only bad thing about Christian Bale's Batman. It's just like kind of like, okay, can you stop? It's, it's comical. It's too comical. It, it gets a little ridiculous. Where's the trigger device? <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> we live oh god! In a I, world I would say like full of people who are willing to do the good thing. <laughs> like what? You... Joker. I'd say, <laughs> dude. I would say like the the funniest thing about the male Batman. <laughs> like like my favorite thing. Was when who, who was it that played Bane Batista? Oh no, uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Oh, you yeah, were only born of the doctors. No, no, dude. My favorite thing oh. about him was when he was there at like the Capitol Hill or whatever, and he puts his hand on the mayor's uh, shoulder and he was like, "Do you feel like you're in control right now?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like? Oh my god, dude. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love that one so much. Yeah, well, like, it's sad because, you know, they wanted to bring back Heath Ledger, but, uh, you know, he passed away, so they had to come up with something, and that was the best thing. Uh, I think it was good for what it was, you know, and uh, compared to this Batman, um, it's very dark and stylistic, kind of like how Tim Burton was, uh, back to kind of like old school detective Batman, which is cool to me because... I felt like this Batman felt more um, as a detective than some of the other Batman variants. Um, Dude, you know what? I'm glad you say that because you know what I what I've noticed is like, I mean, we've already fucking talked about spoilers, and anybody that hasn't seen the Batman, fine, turn turn off the fucking podcast. It's like you need to watch this movie and then listen to what we're talking about because this part right here is so fucking stupid to me. Like he he is going after the Riddler, right? He goes after the Riddler, and he finds all this bullshit. He finds the room, and then he goes to jail to go find and talk to the Riddler, 
And then the Riddler thinks he found him out. And then the guy just like talks to him behind like a fucking bulletproof glass. And he's just like, oh, you're not as smart as I thought you were. And then part of the fucking city already blows up. And then he's like rushing over there to go and save these motherfuckers. He okay. gets his ass kicked. Yeah. And then he, you know what his, you know what like the fucking funniest thing to me was? He was just like, oh, I'm getting my ass whoop. Oh, shit. And then he pulls out this fucking, this syringe. And then he just like injects himself with oh, it. Oh, yeah. When he it's goes, like <laughs> liquid <laughs> meth. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> that, I don't understand where that came from. I, I dude, it's I, such it's it's lazy writing is where that came from. Maybe it's supposed to be funny. like a precursor to like Bane, I guess. I fucking guess, dude. I mean, if that was the case, I don't I don't see that shit ever coming. Yeah, when he was beating around. the shit out of that one dude, and then Catwoman was like, "Yo, stop! Where is this coming from?" Like, I understand, baby. Please stop it. Yeah, I mean, can't complain with the new Catwoman. I I think she did. Good. She's hot. She she is a good looking person to play as Catwoman. Yeah, I mean you know it's what? a good character. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, hopefully we see her again. Even though she rode off in the distance, she's like, we can't. I mean, that's I was how Catwoman is man. I, I I did like how Robert Pattinson was at first, where she's like, oh, isn't there something else you want? She's like, yeah, I want to stop the Riddler, and she's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that's, I mean, that's kind of classic himself. Batman. He's usually like very like, <laughs> you know, like fuck pussy. Unless it's uh, what, what's her name, Raja uh, Abdul or whatever. Oh yeah, Raja Ghul's, uh daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah Raja Ghul. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like she's the only one that can fucking like. Well, I think in some cat, cat, I think in some comics or you know, Batman has fucked Catwoman. I think that remember there was that long. A while ago, they did that animated movie too, where everyone was talking about how Batman went down on her. That whole oh my god, yes, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Why don't we talk about that more? Oh. Batman doesn't do that. They were so mad. Yeah. Batman doesn't eat pussy. Yeah, like who cares, man? <laughs> like he's fucking dude has needs. Um, Bro, he saves the goddamn city, and you can't allow him to eat pussy. Like, what are your prerogatives here? There was this other, like, clip where, like, young uh, Robin was talking shit to him. He was like, why are you dating criminals? She's like, she's not a criminal anymore. She's she's better now. It's like, he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's like, make sure you use protection. Oh, my God. Said, oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, the new Batman, um, it's 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 a very popular IP. And um, it, it's annoying that they reboot it as much as they do, like, Spider-Man or other shit. But times, dude? Uh, I mean, at least two, three, four, five times. I mean, if you count Adam West, you count Tim Burton, and then uh, Batman Returns, and then uh, George Clooney one, Christian Bale, now Robert Pattinson. Not counting the animated show, too. uh, Rest in peace to the uh, voice actor. Um, He just passed away, actually. Kevin Conroy just passed away, the voice actor for Batman. Several uh, adaptations, he played the voice, so uh, rest in peace to him. So uh, we've seen a lot of Batmans lately, um, so we'll see how uh, Robert Pattinson progresses. So moving away from comic book movies, let's talk a little bit about the some of the other successful movies. One of them, uh, Prey. 
uh, we'll briefly mention. I wanted to mention Prey because it's uh, was released specifically on Hulu, and it was kind of like a big, you know, blockbuster. It's uh, based on the Predator series. People actually really liked it. I didn't get the chance to see it fully. We, I remember, I've I've watched all the other Predator from Predator One to uh, Predator vs Alien. I have also seen uh, Predators. I remember we were we watching it with at your house, <laughs> and your friend <laughs> fucking fell asleep on the couch. Yeah, Fuck. it's a good movie, man. I I love the Predator series. I think it's like really fucking funny. Like, uh, who was it? it? It was the one with like, like a voodoo gang in there and stuff. And I think it was Predator Two. Oh, is that the one, Danny Glover or Donald Glover? Yeah, it's Predator Two. Yeah, dude, that was like the best one in my opinion out of all the other ones I've seen. And I would say like a a close a close tie to that would be the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? And that show is just yeah, dude, yeah, absolutely. Because like it's so macho, right? But I like the the Donald uh Danny or Donald Glover one because it's like for like the first thirty minutes you completely forget it's just like yeah, oh, it's shit, not a predator. Yeah, yeah, he's not in the movie. Yeah, dude. And then like he just like shows up. <laughs> yeah, I guess Prey is um you know, kind of like that. It's about the Native American woman and how they deal with it. And some people were complaining because it's like, oh, how does they overpower a predator? Or blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay. But uh, the way they did it, I, I think it was very tastefully done. There's even a cut of the movie that's actually uh, translated in the Native American language. But, of course, uh, since it's a Hollywood movie, it's in English for most of it. And... I mean, you gotta give it some artistic credit. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, we get it. Like, it's not gonna be. Some people don't want to watch a movie like that. That's just how it is. I don't mind yeah, reading I mean, subtitles. Yeah. So, um, and then you have on the contrast to that Top Gun Maverick, which was released in theaters and was now sitting at top eleven, highest grossing movie. Yeah. Um, I wasn't I expecting I- it. To do that well, I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting that either because, like, it basically made more money than Titanic did. And I was looking into it. I was like, highest grossing non uh, superhero movies or whatever. And Gun has to Titanic be was <coughs> uh, Titanic was number one for the longest time. Yeah, Titanic until... and uh, even Avatar, which we'll talk about later. Um, yeah. And uh, I think Top Gun, you know, people were just looking for that kind of movie. Like, that was a, re- like, especially people who don't want to watch a comic book movie. Like, that was a movie to bring people in. And um, cool thing about the first Top Gun is uh, actually the Navy saw record high uh, recruiting numbers after that movie came out. So maybe. Uh, the first one or the second one? The first one. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll inspire people nowadays. But, uh... I hope not. <laughs> I'll be damned if I have some... I, I would feel sorry for the motherfucker that is underneath the command of somebody that got inspired to join the Navy and be a commanding officer because they saw Top Gun 2. At least in our day and age. I, <laughs> I could only imagine how, how bad that would go. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... 
I think the movie had a lot of charm to it. Even my wife was like, she knows the Danger Zone song too. <laughs> God. So I was like, oh my dude. Yeah, you know, she was like, oh, what's that one song? I'm like, oh, you mean the Danger Zone? Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, she was oh yeah, that one. I wonder if it's in the movie. I'm like, of course it is. They have to put it in. So it's a product of the time and sure enough, it still holds up. And um well, obviously it's newer and you know, part of the plot is they have to use the old planes because uh whatever, you know. So I um I appreciate it for what it is. And I think it's just something the world needed. Tom Cruise is like, I don't know. He's, he's got that star power. There's not too many actors that have that star power. Like Tom Cruise does. So I think that kind of played a little bit into it. Even newer generations. Everyone knows who Tom Cruise is. Like, I'm sure some people might not know who younger generations might not recognize. Like people like Nicolas Cage or, you know, some actors, but yeah, I just want to like find that contrast because like you have two movies there, one's dedicated to streaming and then you have one that's like released in theaters only for a period of time and, um, they both do well. So I think there's a space for both type of movies, you know, however you handle it, uh, it can make money in the theaters or streaming. Now, uh, last movie we're going to talk about is uh, Avatar 2. Oh, man. So, That's how like much would you... Honest and alien stuff. Would you love... How much would you pay to become a Navi? A what? <laughs> oh, like a blue person? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, what? well... Uh. <laughs> dude this is how long it's been man like when did that movie come out like in 2000 yeah 2009 is when that movie came out and then you if you were to fucking say that in the same context i'm like what did you just call me <laughs> like, wait, what? So, yeah all right so so there's the confusion right there for context but um now that that's been hashed out um. i would say i would pay if i was a uh, a disabled veteran that had lack of his uh, his lower extremities. I pay ten thousand, or at least I wouldn't ask the government to pay for it. And then, uh, yeah, I'd go from there. <laughs> but I mean, like, can you imagine? Like the the movie. See that that's the thing, right? How can we not remember a Navi? But you know what a Jawa is, right? Like. I mean, this was made, like, generations after. I'm just saying, like, Star Wars... I'm just saying, when you're comparing, like, a, a, like the IP. You know, Star Wars is just, like, timeless. And then you have Avatar, which was, like, kind of a product of its time. Um, I think Titanic is a little bit more memorable. Just because how much of it it's thrown in your face. Like, okay, we get it. They love each other and the ship sank. You know, based on history. Avatar, I was never too interested in it. I like the story. Dances with Wolves, you know, it's a classic story. Dude gets, um, he joins the Native American tribe and kind of like 
gets engulfed in the culture and, you know, he sees their ways and now like kind of like is uh, integrated with them. Uh, and you see oh the same God, thing with dude, the... it's just it, it just sounds like I mean, like, what are they uh, going to do for like Avatar 2? Yeah, it's just like, okay. Yeah, because um, you have that. You have Dances with Wolves. You have Last Samurai, which is evidently a white dude. Also Tom Cruise. And then you have Avatar 2. Some guy that's just like, oh, I want to go and join a tribe. But I want to be a blue person when I do it. Yeah, I don't know what Avatar 2 is supposed to be about. Is it just him reuniting all the... the... Yeah, they don't really fucking talk about that. I don't... Yeah. I, don't know, dude. <laughs> I haven't got an idea of what it's actually about. All I see is them swimming underwater, and then I see yeah. This... And like, here's the thing that I found, right? Like from okay. the article about it, they're like, the goal is to tell an extremely uh, an extremely compelling story on the emotional basis. Uh, the filmmaker said, "I would say that the emphasis in the new film is more on character, more on uh, more on story, more on relationships, more on emotion. We didn't spend as much time on relationship and emotion in the first film as we do in the second film." And it's a long... Dude, this is like a three-hour and ten-minute film. And they have to scrap like 15 minutes of it. And I don't know how I feel about that. Because if this is going to be some mushy shit where you're like, Oh, I love you, but I know you love me. And I know that I'm not really a true blue person. I have to use technology to be a blue person. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to walk... I would walk out. I would just turn it off. I mean, Batman was like close to three hours. Yeah, but that was actually fun to watch. True. Like, there's just something about there being, like, if it's going to be on emotion and not action. I'm sure there's going to be action. I'm not saying that. But if the goal is to have more Avatar movies in the future, and he even said uh, said this, James Cameron, he was just like, uh, if we end up passing uh, Top Gun, then that would pretty much solidify uh avatar four and five like we need to earn around 650 million dollars domestically raking in a similar number on home media sale raking in a similar number on home media sale but while this number is uh, a high number it's still not enough to come out on top of 2022's box office charts because top gun made 700 million and it's theatrical run so if this movie makes 650 domestically and raking in a similar number on its home media sales, then you can anticipate Avatar three and four being written is what I'm getting from this. Unless I'm reading it. Fuck man. How long is it going to take? It took fucking almost God. How long took 2009 minus 2022. Fuck man. This is a long time, dude. 11 years? Am, am I doing math right? 13 years. 13. Fuck. Like, people weren't born. There, there's children who are old enough to see this movie who, who weren't born to see the first one. Like, fuck. Yeah, and then they're already, like, anticipating 650 mil- Dude, I don't know, man. I'm not confident. I'll put it right here. I do. I do not see them hitting six hundred and fifty fucking million dollars. I think uh, for like as much like radio silence as they've like given everyone. Like I don't see it. Given it's the same thing with like Top Gun, I guess. Well, it's a good time. Well, here's one good thing: is it's released in December, which is a really good time to release movies. He figured that out a long time ago when he released Titanic. 
December is a very good time to release movies. So it's the summertime because it's around the holidays. You have nothing to do. Go see a movie, whatever. Are you going to see a three-hour movie? Maybe. I would have to be... That's something that I honestly think would be better on streaming. I yeah, don't... like. You look at the movie uh, The Irishman. As much as Martin Scorsese bitches about fucking streaming, how it's ruining cinema, no one's gonna go see it like a like that movie in theaters. Like at least, at least not at everyone. Intermission. Yeah, and most movies theaters might not even accommodate that. So I mean, if it's in the movie, then they're going to. They have no choice. Yeah, I mean, it depends. You know, I think nowadays people do have a a longer threshold because you do have people sitting there binge watching. TV shows for hours on end, so I think at it home. has changed. Yeah, at home, true. When you're at the theater, uh, yeah, I don't know who's. Yeah, that's I, a tough one. It's uh, it's hard to say. But overall, I I think I'm not confident in Avatar. I'm not confident that the video game made by Ubisoft will be any good. Oh, It'll probably be shit. Uh, Ubisoft has been not great lately. It, I mean, they've just make make like they're like the the most mid game developing company ever. I mean, I mean I, they are being looked at to be bought out by Tencent, which is that would be the crazy. That own Riot, yeah, that would I be mean, fucking crazy. I mean, I do like here's one the the IP I do enjoy is like uh, Far Cry. I do like the Far Cry series. Um, Rainbow I like Six. Rainbow I Six. I like Rainbow Six a lot too. Um, Division. Yeah, it's okay. Watch Dogs was interesting at first, but then the newest game was shit. It was okay. It was fun for what it was. Yeah, I mean, but... I mean, the game is like okay. We've seen games based on movies before. Um, sometimes they do well, sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's just like a, a quick cash grab. Then you have this fucking Harry Potter movie uh, game coming out where it's, everyone's fucking uh, ecstatic for. Because uh, I want to be part of a house that I want to be in. Yes. Yeah, I I like Harry Potter, but I don't think I see myself playing a game about it. I used to have a Game Boy game. It was fun. I bet you were a hippogriff. Oh my god. Hippogriff. Yeah, dude. Okay. I bet you I bet you you really wanted to buy those stupid fucking jelly beans when you were a kid. I did. I did buy the jelly beans when I was a kid. <laughs> I did. I I legitimately did. And and I bought the Harry Potter uh trading card game too. You know what I actually really this liked was, was the uh the Harry Potter Legos. I liked playing uh, Harry Potter for PS1. That was a really good game, but you know what? Yeah, that's that's it. The one game I did play was uh, it was like Prin- Prisoner of Azkaban. That one was cool. I mean, honestly, some of the games are fun. Like if it's following the movie, but like I guess there's an appeal to like being your own wizard, exploring Hogwarts and the Wizarding World. If like if Ubisoft can emulate that, but like who wants to be a Navi? I don't know. There's someone who homeboy was saying like people want to go. (laughs) They want to go back to Pandora. Like okay, make an open world game about Pandora and 
building your own tribe. That'd be kind of cool. I want to put my I want to put my tail tentacle uh, genitalia into somebody else's tail tentacle genitalia. That better th- be a feature. I think that's how they mate. I can't remember. Yeah, it better be. I mean, you know, there's going to be some shit on Pornhub. Somebody's just, like they're going to VR port it. Yeah, or or they'll they're just dress up or some shit. Oh no! I captured my own Navi. <laughs> my seven foot tall Navi. Don't step. Their please. sales were their their sales report actually shows like from the, all the data harvesting that the majority of the people that actually end up playing their game are people that love the Blue Man Group. <laughs> <laughs> And the Smurfs. <laughs> oh my god, the Smurfs. Dude, Smurfs and, and Navi co- collaboration. Avatar. Calling it. Papa Smurf, she's way too big for you. Oh my god. Oh no, Smurfette's been <laughs> taken by the Navi. <laughs> that one bald dude comes up to he's like trying to cook the Navi and the Smurfs. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, so going back into the game, because <laughs> I don't think we talked about that. So I ended up finding, what was it? So this article was written five years ago, right? So Ubisoft partnered with Lightstorm Entertainment. Um, they're the same people that ended up working on the development of Division. And yeah, yeah. And alongside with Massive Entertainment. And then you end up going back to this recent uh, shareholder uh, thing where we're going to be releasing uh, Frontiers of Pandora in 2023 to 2024. We've committed to delivering a cutting-edge immersive experience that takes full advantage of next-gen technology as this amazing global entertainment brand represents a major multi-year opportunity for Ubisoft. And that just sounds like bullshit to me because I think even they're aware that the game is, uh, no, I'm sorry, the movie isn't going to do as well as they think it's going to do. And then they're going to be relying on uh, the video game to kind of make up for differences. And I'm like, why? I don't know. There's just a lot that I don't agree with. I'm like, just release the game, have the money. Get get the shareholders or whoever it is that's going to be investing all this money into it anyway. You might you might as well even get like people that actually want to play the game. I mean, with there being Twitch streamers and YouTube streamers and people making content, why why not expand on that? Like this game has been in development for the past five years. Yeah, here's, I understand actually, here's that. Here's some here's eh. some good comments from Mason. Uh, he's not here, but. On the Google Doc, he says, Will Fallen Humanity, when it inevitably come up to the secret easy mode again, like it did in the original Avatar game, will have stereoscopic uh, 3D, and also have a silent protagonist. That's a good point. Like, are we going to follow the main uh, story, or are you going to be like a random other Marine or some? You know, like, how is it going to work? Um, I'm glad that you <clears throat> read that, and kind of gauged it as that because like i didn't understand what he meant by silent protagonist yeah like like you know when you're you're a character who's just like part of a the story 
Like you're you're a small part in a yeah. bigger story, and you don't say shit. You just kind of like follow actions. Like, oh, I'm glad you're here. Here, I need you to go to the the great tree and collect uh, the the dragon rider so we can go attack the the humans. Wait, that- put your tail into this into this flying pterodactyl and mate and mate with it. Here, I'm gonna tell you how to throw some spears. Oh my god! <laughs> Hold the left trigger button. Dang. Oh no! Then, I don't want this. This already sounds like shit. You can see the projectile because you have secret marine technology implanted in you. You can see uh, the arch of the of the javelin. The longer you hold the left trigger, the stronger it'll be. All right, I'm I'm done talking about this. <laughs> Collect fifteen Navi fruits to get an upgrade. <laughs> it sounds so so stupid. <laughs> we need to clear out this territory. You have to fight the God. boss too. Fight the same sub boss five times in different. I always thought that shit was so stupid. Like <clears throat> in the original Avatar. They're, like, trying to fight, like, all these Apache helicopters, like, basically, like... And the robot... It's so stupid. It's kind of funny how the robot has, like, a giant knife for some reason. (laughs) Like, a giant combat knife, like... At least, like, in Gundam, like, it's, like, laser swords. It's kind of cool. Like, sometimes they have giant melee. But the the goofy robot was, was funny, and the colonel was just, like, really wanted to fucking kill the Na'vi. I don't know. I Dude, it's just Pocahontas in the future with blue people. That's all it is. Yeah, John Smith. Okay. Yeah. You also watched. Fuck. I'm not excited for Avatar. I I don't know. I don't care. I'm it, ready to shit on it. I will all of the three hours. They better fucking release it on stream. I I don't think I'll watch it in theaters, but I'll, yeah, I'll stream it. I can't sit. I'm not interested enough to go see it. But let's talk about that movie you watched, uh, Barbarian. That oh, well, hold on, I got a comment. So he was just like, collect your copies of Ferngully to teach humanity about why they should love the Navi. Dude, I love Ferngully. Yeah, that that's a, so there was a lot of people who said that Avatar was a ripoff of Ferngully. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, the sludge monster. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like, okay. The story's been told many ways, different uh, times, so it's just... How many times can you retell it before it gets, like, old? I think people were just obsessed with the uh, immersion. The, 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 the CGI looked very good. You know, the world, they were immersed in all that. That's I think, was the biggest sell- selling point. But whatever. Um, enough about Avatar... Let's talk about um, okay, Barbarian twenty twenty two. I didn't see it. I don't know much about it. I know it's got it's a horror movie, and according to your notes, it has uh, incest, mommy fetish, monster kills, Airbnb attendants, police that suck at their job, and uh, Detroit is basically a Fallout hellscape. Sleeper hit, apparently. Yeah, that's basically the movie in a nutshell. <laughs> okay. And they had a $4 million budget, and they ended up breaking in $44 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, I think it's fucking funny. Would you recommend like, it? I 
I don't know. I mean, if you're like a fan of some like shitty B movie that like for modern times, I would say yeah. I would say yeah. Go see it. All right. Have a laugh. Turn it on in the background. It's not. I thought it was a horror movie though. It, it is. It is a but horror it's like movie. Funny. But it's like <clears throat> it. It's funny if you look at it like that. I see. Okay. Before we end everything, why don't we talk about uh, some movies that we're anticipating for 2023, starting with um, Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I don't have kidding. any expectations for that fucking movie. <laughs> well, you already mentioned a few, like Indiana Jones. I, I uh, Chris, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was, was okay. I think... Uh, Dude, there's, there's like, f- we were talking about this <clears throat> offline, bro. Like... Harrison Ford's a little too old. Here, but if they bring back Shia LaBeouf again, then I I guess I could see it working. But I don't know. All right, we're here. Let let me rattle some of these off. So, Ant Man, excited for. Yeah. John Wick Chapter Four. I I haven't even seen like the four, the third one. Spider Man, uh, the Spider Across the Spider Verse. That one will be good to see. That there's Fast X. More family. Fast and Furious Dune 10. Two. Dune 2, yeah, I'm dude. excited for. Uh, Meg 2. Dude, the Meg. Fuck that. I don't fucking care about Dune. Give me fucking dude, Hyperion. Need- make that. Make make Hyperion a fucking movie other than God. Dune. Because Dune sucks. Dune does not suck. Just relax. Dude, Dune sucks. All right. Fuck you. Oh my fuck God. Everybody that thinks. Dude, that. St- uh, there's so many things that were inspired off of Dune, okay? I'm the next fucking coming of Jesus. Uh, I mean that whole okay, the whole that whole aspect. Yes, it is a little. It's fucking stupid. But all right, fair enough. And that's all I have to say about, and that's why I don't like it. But anyway, I'm uh, excited about Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, what the fuck is that? It's about the guy who made uh, the nuclear bomb. Oh really? I hope he says the thing. Oh my god. Oh, uh, Legally Blonde. There's going to be another Legally Blonde. I'm excited about that. I like the first two a lot. Blue Beetle. Uh, wait, Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, the s- fucking Hunger Games. Cocaine Bear. Creed 3, I'm excited for. I haven't even seen the first two. They're Star Trek good. 4, I know that one's going to be really good. They never really fuck up those. Equalizer 3, I like it. Oh, Extraction 2. Expendables 4 with Hell Homeboy yeah. that was in, uh, was that one fucking classic? Raid Redemption. It has that oh, guy Oh, the Korean it. guy, huh? Dude, yeah, he's in it. That's awesome. And I'm like, what? Dude, this is going to be so good. They have Napoleon. Oh, Dungeons Her- and Dragons. Harold and the Purple Crayon. What? What? Why? Okay. All right. Where's the very hungry uh, caterpillar? I want that one to be written as a as a horror. It just eats people. Oh my god! Ferrari, Rebel Moon. What is that Equalizer? Who cares? I like the Equalizer. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. Is that like an animated one? Like I a- don't know. There's Craven the Hunter. I'm excited for that. 
I like I like Craven. He's really cool. Yeah, they teased him at the end of uh, Spider Man. The Little There's Mermaid. Evil Dead Rise. Everyone made a big fit about that. And there's going to be Barbie. Barbie seems... It's got a... What's his name? Ryan Gosling. Yep. And uh, Margot Robbie. Well, there's there's more than a few movies to watch. Now. Yeah, I mean, and I... There's also uh, this, this feels... The fucking Winnie the, P, uh, Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah, Transformers, too. Transformers is coming back. Dude, I don't give a fuck about I don't care either, but you know what? It's just nice to see like normal movies coming out in a I'm hope I I Guardians 3 will be dope. Hopefully James Gunn's still working on it. Um I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I I, I am and I'm not. I don't get to sit, go to movies often, but when I do, you know, it'll be nice to like look forward to some of these. Ooh, you know what one really crossed uh I really looked over? What? Rebel Moon. What is Zach that? Snyder as a Zack oh, Snyder really? is the director. And it is a young woman seeks out warriors from other planets to fight the tyrannical uh armies terrorizing her peaceful planet. So hopefully that one's really good. Sounds kinda dope. I wonder what it's based yeah. on. Actually, even seeing some know. of like the images, it looks kinda like crazy. Oh, it's yeah, got the it guy from good. Sons of Anarchy. That's cool. Oh, Charlie uh, Hunman? Yeah. Anthony or Hopkins? Hunman. Anthony Hopkins is a voice actor? Hannibal Lecter? Yeah, dude, he's cool. Ooh. Jimon Hounsu. He's going to be General Titus. I like him. I think he, he's really cool. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh and who is this lady? It's <coughs> Bay Duna? Dude, she's hot. All right. <laughs> Wait, where, what movie was she in? I don't know. She was in Take Care of My Cat? I loved her from that. I have that no was idea. an old school movie. That So Take Care of My Cat was like this old Korean movie that my mom really liked. And oh. Mind you, this is like from 2001. I'm surprised, dude. I'm so glad to hear that she's still doing movies. Now she's got herself a really good spot. Yeah, That's dude, good, I'm man. excited. All right, I want to keep this one in my pocket. Take care of my cat. No, not take care of my cat. Rebel Moon. Yeah. With Miss Bay Duna. Gotcha. Oh, it's an Inchon. That's cool. Take care of my cat. It's a good movie. I highly recommend it for anyone that hasn't seen it. Yeah, I, I like movies like that. Uh, it seems like a coming of age story. Yeah. Yeah, slice of life, whatever fucking thing you want to call it well overall um just to wrap this up 2022 was the comeback of theaters streaming still had a large presence for shows and um movies next year uh hopefully we'll see some more originals and movies that will help get people in the theater for avatar hopefully I wonder who's going to stream that. It'll um, be expensive as fuck to have. I, I bet maybe Amazon. I'm guessing Amazon. You think so? You think they have the money to? <clears throat> I mean, I thought they, they, they had like recently lost let's see, like a trillion dollars. Let's see who's streaming Avatar now. It's on Amazon Prime. 
Oh, well, to rent. I don't think it's free, but you could rent. No, not HBO Max. If I was to guess. If you I have to, to rent guess, or buy it on Amazon Prime. That's that's what it says. For On oh, Disney Plus? Avatar 2? No, like just the first one. I'm just... Because oh. I'm just predicting, like, if the first one can be streamed... Uh... Well, I mean, Comedy Central had South Park on Netflix, and then it had it on Amazon. True. I guess it depends. You know, a lot of movies are just, like, go... Instead of straight to DVD, I think now it's just, like, straight to streaming. I think that's just the that's new good, trend. Good comparison. Because the way I see it, too, it's, like... They'll keep movies on the theater. Like, they'll move shit to streaming uh, as soon as possible nowadays. Like, uh, once it's out of theaters, it'll get straight to streaming. Like, pretty close. Like, I remember having to wait, like, you'd have to wait at least six months to get a fucking movie on DVD. You remember that shit? Yep. If that. It was like uh, it was always released on like Thursdays or Saturdays or something. And then you remember like Disney would do like the exclusive like VHS tapes too. They would well, they had like they would be like, "Oh, this is your last chance to get this uh, VHS, and then it's going to be locked in the Disney vault." Like, like I don't know. They made it seem like it was. Oh, you know what? I remember what you're talking about. Like, yeah. it, it was like that blue screen, and then they're like, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, so, I mean, nowadays, it's like, okay, well, you can stream this whenever you want. Most movies. Or buy it on Blu-ray. I, I don't know. I think, uh, hopefully, Blu-ray is here to stay physical media. Streaming will have its place so. as well. To wrap it up, again, I, I guess I did say I was going to wrap it up, but um, in general, we're living in a time where we're still in between, I guess, um, media outlets. Not everything's centrally streaming, not everything's still centrally the movie theaters. Uh, depending on the movie and how it might perform, it might be better to stream, it might be better to have in the theater. I think it's nice to go to the theater sometimes just to get like a good like maybe not everyone has a good sound system or or a nice TV, um, but if so that way it's better to just go to the theater. But maybe you have a nice setup at home. You got speakers, nice monitor. Um, you can just watch it at home comfortably. Like you might have your own home theater set up. So it really depends on the person. Or let's say you're trying yeah. to do a watch party with your friends who are living halfway across the world. Best way to I do it is on that. streaming. You know, you can't go to the theaters with your friends if they're different zip code or time zone. So, what's your final takeaway on all this, Josh? I think it's fun, man. I'm really happy that we finally got to talk about movies for a change and instead of like all the video games and indie talk and stuff like that that we're that we've been covering a, a lot recently or whenever it's not space animals but oh yeah, yeah we'll dude, have we'll have just, some more fun topics yeah dude i think uh i think this one's been a long and overdue topic uh that is way more up your alley but yeah i'm 
this one's really fun. I can't wait to see like what's going to happen for movies next year. And I would like to see what anybody else's take on these movies are, good or bad. Yeah. Give us some love, some uh, some fan mail, hate mail, whatever. Yeah, maybe we'll do some more of these or talk, <laughs> do some B movies. I don't know. I, it'll just be random. I, I guess it's just been so hard to find a good movie to talk about. And maybe we could do this like a yearly thing where we just talk about uh, movies we've seen every at the end of the year or something, you know, something fun. I would like that. I think uh, I think our, our friends would like that too. And if they like it, then I think it's a good gauge of what the audience, our listeners, would like. So, yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. I'd like to keep doing it. Hell yeah. Well, stay tuned, and um, we'll catch you next time in the next episode of uh, Ohm's Lounge. Yep. See you later. <laughs>